going on, guys? It's uh, Friday, which means there's college football tomorrow, which means we need to start breaking down the slate. Welcome, new guy. I'm the Degenerate 75. This is my show, First and Den with Degen. I do many shows, as you can see, this big-ass schedule over my shoulder. But this is the only college football show I do. So I hope you like the cut of my jib and you stay around. By the way, for all of you that are just here for the drawing, which I know is some of you slimy bastards, oh, it's coming. There's a, I'm, I'm going to give away 100 bucks tonight right here on this wheel. But I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to make your bitch ass sit around and watch the whole show. Person who just comes to see the wheel, how dare you? How dare you? So let's get where we always get started. We're going to get started with... Game selection, which I have my tabs out of order, and I just realized that. A little bit about uh, last night. Look, I'm going to scoot them over live. We'll do it live. All right, so betting. We always start with betting. My first time doing my own show. What you want to know? His last week, uh, I got I got the the barely lucky-ass cover with Arkansas. I got it at 3.5, so we were 1-0. and Then Michigan whooped Nebraska's ass like I told you they would. 2-0. and My favorite game of the day, uh, Oregon, you suck. So two and one, which really that was like a that was like more than one loss because that was my that was my favorite play last week, which now my favorite play on the season is seven and two. So fuck, it's not seven and one sounds a lot better than seven and two. Am I right? Baylor, uh, nope, nope. Uh, they they got that ass whooped. Uh, Kansas State finally realized the secret that everybody else in America knows. Adrian Martinez sucks. So because of that, uh, 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 uh he's gone. He gone. Uh, and that so now we're two and two. Uh, Georgia covered that was three and two and i told you go take that tcu money line easiest money ever because i know the secret that not everybody else knows texas fucking sucks there you go pretty simple secret let's look at tomorrow's games uh some games i really like if you can't help but notice the big guy lives in big 12 territory so i I tend to bet the big 12 games a little bit more because i just have a better i have a better pulse on those games so tomorrow i like baylor to end tcu's magical run i actually am gonna money line bet them uh they'll just beat tcu straight up so if you're gonna you might as well take the extra the extra points if you're going to get on two and a half. K-State is going to go beat the brakes off of West Virginia. West Virginia beat OU last week. I know. I watched it. Well, if you want to call that a game, I watched whatever the hell you want to call it. K-State has a real quarterback now, and K-State is a good football team. They are going to smoke West Virginia tomorrow. Everybody thinks this little freshman quarterback from West Virginia is going to be a badass. He's not. It's just Oklahoma's defense can make anybody look like a god. Trust me. Uh, Boston College is going to keep it close against Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, would struggle to score points against an eighth-grade uh, JV defense. So uh, BC will keep it within the 20. I like that one. Here's – here's I don't know. This is probably my favorite one. KU against Texas. If you don't know, my brand is kind of just uh, shitting on Texas and Texas A&M, and it's paid off real well this year. Um, and by the way, the biggest bet I made all year was Texas to beat OU. So I'm not blind about this stuff. However – if you don't know, there's a real long history of Texas kind of being mind-fucked by the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks are actually a real football this team this year. The Jayhawks are at home. The Jayhawks got Daniels back at quarterback, uh, and they're getting nine points. Give me the Jayhawks. Give them to me. I'll take them. I'll take them. Clemson is going to beat Miami. This is more of a bet that they can cover 19 against Miami. Not so much that Clemson's good. Just Miami's ruru bad. I mean, they are ruru bad. So uh, I'm going to play that. And then I will be the first to admit this might be a little bit of bias, but I think USC is a bunch of bitches, mainly because of their coach. And I they've only really played a physical team once all year, and it was their only loss. And I cannot believe I'm going to say this. UCLA is actually a physical team. And I think they're going to get right up in U- USC's grill, and I think they're going to push them around. I will take UCLA, the fighting Chip Kellys over the fight fighting bitch faces so there you go that's the that that's that's what we're doing tomorrow let's get over to DraftKings. which if you didn't know DraftKings has been real good to the big guy college football just in this last week i finished second in the main 
the the main Maction event, what was that, Tuesday or Wednesday night, I had to do a stat correction. Shout out to my VIP host for getting that shit fixed for me. Uh, and then turned around the next night, won the $100 single entry. That was nice. Have cashed five in a row since having that rough week, what was that, two weeks ago where I went one and four in cash. Um, so the heater's on. You only get like two or three of these a year, so just ride the heater. Tore up golf yesterday. Tore up golf today. It's been good. I can't wait to play some NFL this weekend. Just ride the heater all day long. All right, here you go. This is contest selection. If you don't know, I'll talk about it until you, until you never want to hear my voice again. You see this big $20 tomorrow? Don't play in it. 25% of the money to first. And then you drop down, you get 10th place, an incredible showing. Only 167th of that you get. That is a terrible structured contest for you to be playing in. You got your 20, your 50, your 100 bucks you want to play tomorrow? Don't waste it in this one. Don't do it, dude. Okay, you're like, well, okay, I'm going to, same thing, same policy right here on the 333. Just because you pay more doesn't mean that the contest is better. One third of all the money to first. Get the fuck out of here. You want to play in some good contests? Go check out the $100 single entry, right? The $100 single entry, uh, 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 only 16% to first. You drop down to 10th. Oh, look at that. 10% of 10th to first. These are where you want to be playing. You're like, I ain't got no 100 bucks to be playing tomorrow. I get it, brother. Go play in the $20 four max. Go play in the $5 single entry. Go play in the $12 single entry. There's all kinds of good contests no matter what range you play at. Whether you want to play 500 bucks tomorrow, whether you want to play uh, $50 tomorrow, whether you want to play $5 tomorrow. There are good contests for all of them, so get in good contests, and that's the first thing you could do. That lineup I had that won the $100 single entry Wednesday, it would have been like a min cash in the big uh, $15 that night, but I put it in the $100 single entry, and I win you know, a bunch of money. You don't have to hit the stone-cold nuts in these better structured tournaments, and if you do get fourth place, it's not like one one hundredth of first because like it's a better payout, right? Am I right? Am I right? Okay. That is contest selection. Hey, if you don't know, I was on Neil Orfield, this guy right here, really nice guy. I was on his podcast called uh, High Stakes. If you if you want to know more about a little bit about my background and how I've gotten into being a high limit DFS player, go check it out. Plus, go give his uh, uh, his pod a like. It's a good listen. He's got a, he's had a lot of big names in the industry on. Uh, you could probably learn a thing or fifty listening to it. Also, while you're here, you can't help but notice the big guy is pushing hard towards 2,000. Go drop a like and a sub and tell your tell a friend about me because if you don't know, the YouTube algorithm hates me. I think it's because I'm not sponsored and I don't put ads on it, so they're like, fuck you, we're not going to ever share your video because you're not making us any money. Shut up, YouTube, you bitches. All right, let's get to why most of you are here. DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports for College Football. Hopefully, you live in the Lord's country, uh, and you get, uh, you're get you one of the 30 states that allows college football DFS, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as a guy that plays every sport, I can assure you college football DFS is one of the two biggest edges that are out there. There's just not a lot of sharks floating around, not a lot of people want to do the legwork, and there's not a lot of great content. That's the holy trinity of getting an edge at any DFS sport. I will acknowledge I've never played fucking League of Legends and shit like that, so maybe I, maybe I don't know. But of like real sports, forgive me, nerds. Okay, first game we're gonna look at TCU and Baylor, a very very sneaky shootout game. You would be remiss not to notice that Max Duggan has not been as good recently. He seems to uh, be slowing down a little bit, and that was so much of TCU success was having a juggernaut offense. That seems to have slowed down. Furthermore, Baylor is, uh, has a really strong defensive line, and they're really going to be able to pressure them. If anything in this game, I think that you really want to go try to target a Baylor running back. Which one? 
No one knows. But I think they were worth considering all three of these. By the way, this thing right here above me, this is called the Rosetta Stone, right? This is where I break it down and kind of give you the plays for every game you you should consider because there's like a million players. And if you don't know the basic guys that you should consider for each game, college football is overwhelming. This is the one I make for my Discord. I color code it with ownership, cash, GPP, all of that. Um, and I do the FanDuel games. Am I going to do that for you? No, I'm not. This is free. Take it and like it. So if you can figure out the Baylor running back situation, that's that that's a that's a great play, right? Um, I I I I I don't even want to give you a lean. I'm just saying if you know some knowledge that other people don't, this is probably the best spot because TCU has been susceptible to the run this year, and Baylor with a 28 point total, and I actually think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to run the ball right down TCU's throat. This isn't a bad game to stack, though, right? You know, maybe Max Duggan gets behind. You can get some garbage points with Duggan. Go uh, single stack him with a receiver. I'm just telling you, it gets a little pricey, though. Get over here. Here's a good rule of thumb. Uh, Big 10 games, stay away from them, okay? Unless it's a running back, you don't really want anything to do with Big 10 games. In college football, it is all about high scoring, lots of plays, lots of pace, and uh, 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 guys that are going to you know, have lots of chances to score for four quarters. In the Big Ten, they play slow, they're not high scoring, and it tends to be a blowout almost every game. Indiana, they're horrific. If you're going to play anybody, you can same thing with Baylor. Go try to figure out which of these three running backs to play. I just feel like there's better spots to get it in, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time uh, losing sleep over which Indiana running back I should play. I will say Mississippi, or not Mississippi State, Michigan State tends to actually have some decently nice options, right? Reed and Coleman at wide receiver, both getting over seven targets a game. Uh, Peyton Thorne, uh, you know, with a team total of 28, you know, he might be able to get you 300 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and then even Jalen, how's your burger is uh, not so bad there at running back. Um, but once again, I just, this, it, it, if anything, that's just a weird stack. I just, I just don't play big 10 games. Like I tell you, it works pretty well for the big guy. Speaking of which, here's just another sloggy type game, Illinois and Michigan. To me, the only players you should really consider, as I said, are running backs because Chase Brown is a badass and Blake Quorum is a badass. But if you don't know, both of these teams play legit good defense and can both stop the run. And so because of that, I just don't feel like you can pay those rates for them. Now, in a in a GPP, you can pay anything you want. But if you're considering cash lineup, Chase Brown, Blake Quorum are usually cornerstones of good cash lineups. I just don't think you can pay that rate for them in a game that could get awfully sloggy and they could maybe not be as efficient as they have in other games. I think the sneaky play here is maybe you play uh, a McCarthy stack. He does have very affordable receivers with uh, Bell and Shoemaker who basically get all the routes run. Problem is Michigan just doesn't throw it that much. So this is a crazy dart GPP game, but generally speaking, just stay the fuck away from it unless you're playing the running backs. Hey, what a surprise. Another Big Ten game. I don't believe it. And what, what another surprise. I'm staying away from it like you should too. Once again, the only guy you should really be giving a lot of consideration as a one-off piece here is Braylon Allen. If you want to be a sicko and get some weird stack, I guess a Mertz Dyke Bell stack from Wisconsin because Nebraska can't stop anybody. I mean, shit, OU scored 49 points on him. Uh, so there is that. And and the good thing about Nebraska, if you want to if you want to run a weird run back with Nebraska, at least Grant and Palmer get all get all of the usage. So there is that. But generally speaking, like, why? Why are you going to go pay $6,000 for these guys when there's other guys in better games and better spots? That's, that's my question for you, Bob. Probably my favorite sneaky game for tomorrow is this Washington State-Arizona game. The Wildcats are, like, actually decent, and they have some really – they're a really good DFS team to play. They have very concentrated ownership. Look at this. Three receivers averaging over seven targets a game. you got to love that, right? They've got a quarterback uh, who, who no one knows and is uh, fairly priced versus his upside and what he has to offer. In a competitive environment playing against another team that plays fast, you got to love it. 
Uh, and the great thing is, is Washington State always has the most affordable runbacks you'll ever find, right? Farrell, Ollie Stripling, all of them are super reasonable. And then Nakia Watson is always the best punt running back on every slate because, like, he's on the field all the time. He gets dump-offs. He might only get 12 carries, but he usually seems to find the end zone. This is a very good game to stack both sides. Another one that I think could sneaky shoot out, or maybe I should just say K-State blows them out because West Virginia sucks despite what OU tries to tell you. Uh, Will Howard's a legit quarterback. Who can legit pass? Kansas State being able to run and throw the ball makes them scary good. Like, they're scary good. Um, and the fact that, like, they have two receivers, if you can pick the right one that might get the two touchdowns and 120 yards and you stack them with Will Howard, uh, I mean, that's very viable. Hell, I even think you could throw Deuce Vaughn in that and just play for him to score 42 points tomorrow. Very viable. This Garrett Green from West Virginia looked like a god in the fourth quarter against OU, but I think that was more OU sucking than it was uh, Garrett Green being good. But a starting quarterback at 6,600 and a game that could potentially shoot out, it's it's worth considering. And he does have really good pass uh, receiving options. Bryce Ford Wheaton, Prather James, all are viable options if you think he is going to get it done. I personally don't think he's as good as he was last week. But that's up to you, Bob. You make your own lineups. Probably the, the chalky game of the week is definitely going to be this uh, Houston and ECU game. Both teams have big totals. Both teams play fast. Both teams have efficient offenses. Um, you know, if you have to play one side, I would say that ECU side, Ehlers at 6,200 is kind of just like a smash play at cash. Um, the, the running backs are both appealing, but they're kind of in a timeshare. It's about 65-35 Mitchell to gun. And you can never go wrong with Winstead. Uh, he's he's their number one receiver. He averages over 10 targets a game. you got to love that. Uh, and uh, Houston has some great runbacks. I wish Nathan Dell wasn't 8,200. It's just so hard to get him in this week. But if you're stacking this game, you could play him and then maybe go stack him with a, uh, with a Kashawn Carter also to help give you a, sal- a little salary relief. Um, or, or if you want to run ECU, maybe just come back over here and play Stacy Sneed from uh, Houston and hope that he pilfers a couple touchdowns. Uh, and then you have the nuts play, right? You're, you're getting your team pushed. You have an Ehler stack with two of his receivers, and it all gets there. But I will tell you, that will definitely be the chalkiest game that people stack. So be aware of that when you're stacking games. BC, an 11-point total is gross. You always got to consider Zay Flowers at 11 targets a game. But, man, 7,000 against this good of a defense. I mean, you basically just got to key on him. Yes, I put uh, Broom and Flowers on there in case you want to run some weird Notre Dame stack and you need a run back. They're on there. But I don't think that's the most optimal play. As always, Notre Dame's just going to lean on BC till they till they collapse. You know, trying to pick Diggs or Estimate, you know, whoever's going to be the right running back, you know, that's on you. Mayer, now that he's over 6,000, I've just lost interest in him. He's a tight end, and I just don't want to pay for, you know, what's a tight end's upside? His best game's like, what, 25, 28 points for 6,400? There's like wide receivers out there that could go for 40 any game. So I'm out. I'm out there. Georgia, Kentucky. Uh, well, problem is, uh, Kentucky is not as good as I was hoping they were. They do tend to have some options. They get some fantasy points and I put them on here in case you want to run back for Georgia. Stetson Bennett, I wish he were 7,800. He would be all in my lineups, but at 8,800 with his limited rushing upside, it's just hard to get there. Kenny McIntosh, any running back for Georgia seems good, except you realize that none of them get more than like 10 carries a game. Uh, Lab McConkey, uh, you know, he, he's been really good, but he's getting it all done on efficiency. You don't want to pay $6,500 for a guy that only gets it done on big plays and efficiency. Brock Bauer, same thing with Mayer. I just lost interest once he got over 6000 So if you want to play Stetson Bennett, he just gets really hard to stack. And you're like, what are you talking about? Bennett, McConkey, they had a great game last week. Yes, they did. But, like, that's like you're paying a lot for that, right? And there's other places that could have much bigger upside. Because Stetson Bennett, halfway through the third quarter, this game's going to be over, brother. 
My absolute favorite game this week, Texas-Kansas. I truly think Kansas is going to push this. I think Texas's offense is good. Bijan Robinson is the smash play of all smash plays. Uh, Jaden Daniels is very live. And don't forget to – don't overlook Devin Neal. He has been – since he came back from the injury, uh, they've basically taken Highshaw out of the rotation, and it's basically just Neal's backfield. He's dominating. If you want to run a Daniel stack, he does have three receivers that tend to get all the usage, Arnold, Grimm, and Skinner. And the best part is you run it back with Bijan, and you have probably the best correlated stack you could have on this slate, in my opinion. But then there's also you could go the other way, and you could go with Ewers and Worthy and run it back with Neal. So I think either way you want to stack this game and have a run back, I think is very viable. Moving over here to Miami-Clemson. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, Miami, you're like, why would you put Miami's quarterback on there? Well, he's 4,500. Anytime a quarterback's 4,500, you at least have to consider him. Colby Young at receiver if you're a sicko and you want to stack him. But the real answer is Clemson's going to just beat the brakes off of him. Will Shipley would be the obvious play here uh, with a huge uh, implied total. Uh, they're going to be running the ball while they're ahead, but he just never really gets that many touches. If he got 25 touches a game, he'd be a smash play, but he, really, he rarely ever gets 20 touches. So because of that, I don't like any of the Clemson players upside and I don't like that they don't have any usage monsters so probably out on that game moving over game 12 um uh, NC State, uh, Louisville, both these teams are pretty slow. They both have actually played really good defense this year. Uh, the good news is, is NC State's options tend to be pretty pretty cheap. Uh, Malik Cunningham, they did price him down, but like this is, isn't a great spot for him. I do think he is GPP worthy just because of his legs, and you can always go stack him with Hudson. It is a pretty expensive stack for a team that only has a 24.5 point team total, but you know sometimes those totals aren't right, and sometimes games shoot out when you're not expecting it. Ohio State, uh, looks like our boy, uh, 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 we, we've got both the running backs, Mayan and Travion back. Um, Travion's back, so mine, that, that basically makes those two running backs at those prices likely unplayable. If I had to play one, I'd probably play Travion, but I don't even know. Probably need to monitor his health status. Uh, I was going to give him the injury watch color, but I do that for the uh, I do that for the Discord. CJ Stroud, ninety six hundred, just not playable. I know it's a huge a huge team total, but you need Maryland to legit score twenty eight points to push Ohio State for him to get enough points. He needs forty points to pay off ninety six hundred to win a GPP. His wide receivers, as always, uh, Harrison Abuka are are fine options, uh, but trying to pick which one's going to have the good game and which one's going to fuck off is always tough, and I would rather just have a usage monster when I'm paying $8,000 for a receiver. If you want a nice punt, you can never go wrong with Fleming and Stover. Problem is, there's so many mouths to feed. Even with a big total, it's hard to feed them all, especially when they're all out of the game by the late third quarter. The last one, Michigan State. Last one we're going to talk about anyways. Penn State, excuse me, and Rutgers. Penn State, uh, once again, they're just the definition of slightly above average, right? Uh, at least at DFS. I always want to play Singleton. He has such huge upside. Allen will occasionally have a big game. All their receivers are about you know 500 to 800 overpriced, and Clifford is always good but never great. Then you factor in this is probably going to be a slow, sloggy game, and they're not going to be running it up on Rutgers. It makes this game hard to stack. So once again, the, the options this week are pretty condensed, right? I think I think where you get really different this week in DFS is you try to uh, uh, maybe make stacks that people aren't considering. Okay, everybody's going to be playing Washington State, Arizona. Everybody's going to be playing Texas, Kansas. Everybody's going to be playing um, – uh, where'd it go? The 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 ECU-Houston uh, game, right? So maybe you just go take pieces of those games, and then you go stack another game, right? Maybe you go stack a Will Howard. Maybe you go stack a Garrett Green, and that's how you get different if you're playing GPPs. But more than that, you don't need to get super cute if you're playing GPPs where there's not more than 1,000 people. Okay, you don't have to hit the stone-cold nuts when uh, in a GPP where there's not 25,000 people, right? You can just hit a really good lineup, and a lot of times that'll win. Matter of fact, when I won the $100 single entry Wednesday, I literally had a zero burn. 
Roethlisberger in my lineup from one of my receivers, and I still won because all you need is a really good lineup to win those. So consider that. Contest selection, stacks that make sense but aren't too super chalky, and don't get too cute with plays. If you don't know for sure who Baylor's running back is going to be, we went over plenty of other good running back options that you could play. So that is the strategy. Those are the things you need to do to win. I'll never promise you that you're going to win, but I can promise you that if you do these things, you'll at least lose a lot less quickly. And probably the best advice I could give you is play more double ups at college football. There are so many dumbasses out there. They won't even put a quarterback in the super flex. They'll, they won't even put a good running back at the flex, which are the, by far the more optimal plays in college football, right? So take advantage of that and play double ups and 50-50s and just make a good, safe lineup, right? That's what you want to be doing there. If you want this, if you want the really fancy Rosetta Stone, come check out my Discord. It's connected through my Patreon right here. Um, it grows every day. It's an awesome community. Come over there and uh, grow. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you a win, but uh, it, it certainly won't hurt your chances. Let's get to the $100 drawing. This is sponsored by my man Nuggets, who won NFL Showdown, won so much money he wanted to give me some. I will refuse to accept money from you guys winning. But if you want a sponsor to help the channel grow, that's the compromise. So he gave me enough to do uh, four $100 giveaways. This is the college football one. I am going to. All you got to do, if your name pops up right here, just reach out to me. I'll PayPal you 100 bucks. Hey, I know that guy. Royals Chiefs. He's going to be pumped. So there you go. Um, he, he wins. All you had to do was leave a comment or retweet on Twitter and you got in there. That was it. Um, that is the show. I hope you kick some ass tomorrow. If you ever need to reach out to me on Twitter, do it. I will not big dog you. I don't take myself too serious like so many assholes in this industry. I will give you a thoughtful response uh, and never blow you off. Thank you for watching this. I hope you kick some ass tomorrow. I hope you win some money, but I hope you enjoy my outro most of all. Mm -hmm.